1: Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Y'all know me, feel the same old shit, but I've been low key, painted on by most these niggas.
0: my house, like trophies, But y'all think I'ma let my dough freeze? oh please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you the ODs? Easy E's, Ice Cube's, and D.O.C.'s, the Snoop double G's, and the group that said motherfucker police. gave you a take for the dope fees the bump you really through your hood, and with your album sells, what you doing too good? Who's the doc that he told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turn pop or the. Fuck y'all, all of y'all, if y'all don't like me, blow me Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move the lips Just a bunch of generation motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade. Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move the lips Just a bunch of generation motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade. what's up to me, you motherfuckers stop coming up to me With your hands out looking up to me like you want something free with my last CD
1: i forgot what a putty mouth doctor dre is i don't even think he's a doctor um what's up folks it's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey i am Ryan Bailey it is to, it is Wednesday this is your Wednesday episode um, so I have strep throat and I'm getting better my fever I believe has broken so that's positive uh, glands are not hurting as bad and I'm still using trying to use a very low voice but I wanted to um, put out something but I actually I'm I'm putting out something today well just because man today was the worst day for me to not be able to talk to you guys. Do you know how much crap happened today? It was almost like, it was almost like God was like, screw you, Ryan. I'm going to take your voice away and then have every pop culture story just, th- I'm going to throw it out there, you know, like I mean, so let's cover everything. And by the way, something just dropped about 30 minutes ago and I'm just like, what, please make it stop. Could we all agree if there's anybody that is in charge of pop culture? culture figures out there please stop think about me for what can't i think about you all the time can't you think about me so here's what we're dealing with today already folks um Kylie Jenner officially confirms she's pregnant now this has been rumored but she's probably 5 to 6 months along she releases a video fully edited i think Steven Spielberg directed it or something always the most highly produced videos with Kylie she spends her billion dollars very well. She really has quality. Like, you see everybody finding out, and each scene where they're finding out, they look like they're in some kind of castle with, like, candles and everything lit everywhere. It's just, like, everything is so staged. Like, my life is so messy compared to Kylie's. It's just, like, shit. Like, I have a bag, and I just throw shit in there. Like, I just throw... Like, there's, like, loose chains, like a receipt, like a tissue, like a random tissue's always in there. I don't even have tissues. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just have a, like, a grab bag of shit. Kylie Jenner, everything is just so perfect. I just, it, it, it upsets me, you know? Like, Kylie seems nice, I guess, but, like, it's just too staged and planned out. and all. I just, I, I, I like, I like their pools. Their pools look amazing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, it's just, that's not, I, I'm Midwestern. Like, I just don't. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why that's the thing I chose. That's, that's, what, bothers. <laughs> that's what bothers me about this whole thing. Is it's just too neat. I need to man Travis Scott looking like he's all like happy and stuff. And I'm like, Travis, if Travis was so happy, he'd actually put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still don't understand what happened because it said he's had a girlfriend the whole time. There's that rumor that he had that one girlfriend he's still with. And that he supposedly has a kid with, allegedly. And so now... During quarantine, like quarantine for the Kardashian men, it was like a cleanup season for the Kardashian women, even though it's like they always create their own doom with the men they choose. So like was Kylie's quarantine project to get pregnant again? And I, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm saying like Kylie wanted to get pregnant again. Like in interviews, she said this is the right age for Stormy to have a sibling. So then it was like she really must like tra- like Travis, unless she... I mean, Stormy is kind of perfect, but you know what I'm saying? Do you ever think about that, of, like, really go in on the topic? And I know I'm a little... Maybe my fever hasn't broken, actually, as I'm starting to to protrude sweat. Maybe I'm just nervous because I feel like Chris knows I'm talking about them. But, um... I thought it was fascinating. You guys got to watch this video. It's like just a couple minutes long. But it's all I'm just like, who edits this? Is there like a team of editors? Is there like a truck outside the house putting footage together? Because you know, it's not like Kylie uh, over on like iMovies, like piecing things together. I mean, that would be amazing though, if Kylie was like an insane, okay. I gotta, I'm talking too much already. And I, I see this. I, li- I like talking to you guys. And when I don't get to talk, I was on the internet way too much today making stupid memes. Half don't, I don't even think makes sense. I just got so del- herpy derpy. Is that even a word? Herpy derp? Like, no, I got, you know, like, I got slap happy at moments. And then I'm just on the internet and I don't have a voice to talk. And so then I just, all of it gets built up. And then, I turn on the mic and I go. So that was one story. Um, Scott and Amelia Bedelia broke up, supposedly. Well, no, they did. They're taking some time apart, it says. And I, you know what? I, I fully support Amelia I, I make fun of Amelia Bedelia But this is exactly why we made fun of this relationship To begin with Because we knew Scott's heart wasn't in it You know, sometimes when you see something A pop culture news story it is exactly as it seems And this is what it was It was exactly as it seems Scott is not over Courtney Also, Scott is not a good man Scott is a troubled man He has no code, no ethics, no morals And he's rich He potentially has a substance abuse issue because of problems he's not dealt with in therapy, about his parents, about his childhood, all of that stuff. Regardless, he then, unfortunately, takes that out on younger women. And it that became a pattern, and that's really dangerous, you know. I can make fun of Amelia for a lot of things, but my thing that was upsetting about that is that now Amelia is going to compare a lot of her future boyfriends to Scott Disick, you know is that this potentially, you know, like men, or even in women to men in relationships or men to men, is that we all leave, uh, you know, these little site, like psychic scars on each other, right, you know, and you carry those on to your next relationship or your next relationship. And sometimes it makes those next relationships so much harder, because you're carrying around all this emotional baggage from all of these relationships, and all of these people that potentially have harmed you along the way, you know, the road of life. Holy shit, how I mean, I gotta be on more medicine more often. That was so deep um what if I haven't even been recording this no I'm recording um but you know what I'm saying so my thought was like oh man he's not in this and you would tell in every photo she looks completely completely in love and um he didn't he just looked like he was like yeah I'm here yeah hey I'll let you take a picture babe that's that's good enough I don't need to smile for this you know He's like, we're, wear a skimpier bikini so the paparazzi can take a shot of me with a hot girl in a skimpy bikini. Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? So I think she completely made the right decision. Uh, Lisa Renna, of course, uh, People Magazine said multiple sources confirmed that they were broken up. And my thought was it's all each one of those sources is Lisa Renna in a different wig. She's like, it's Brenda. They broke up. Hey, it's Marjorie. They broke up. Hey, it's like, ma'am, this sounds like the uh, same lips. Oh, no, it's not. It's not Lisa Rinna, I'll tell you that much. Um, but I think that's great. I hope they don't get back together. Usually with breakups, though, they usually get one more time uh, with each other. Sorry, let me turn this air thing off. I, um, My my body temperature seems to go hot and cold. Like, I'll be cold one moment, then I'll start sweating the next. It's... uh. How do you say it? it's It's sexy. Um, so that was a new story, but I'm very happy about that one. I think we all saw that coming. And isn't it funny that it happens at the beginning of September, the end of summer? So it is the definition of a summer fling. What is the... Uh, somebody wrote... Uh, it's like uh, it's like Summer Lovin' from Greece, which I love. Like, Summer Lovin' had me a blast. Summer Lovin' happened so fast. Met a guy... Rich and with kids met a girl. I don't even know her name. I miss Courtney so much. Uh is she humping Travis? <laughs> um, I think this is making sense. And uh so that happened. What else? We that see there's only two stories. There was so much, you guys. Um okay, let's let's do another let's do another one. We're we're getting close. Um Okay, Britney's demon dad files to end conservatorship. Now, this is great. We are one step closer to actually uh, free Britney actually happening, Britney might be free. Now, this is really interesting. So remember, Britney got a top-notch lawyer finally, which she had to get approved by a judge to be able to get a good attorney because she's had a court-appointed attorney this whole time, which is ridiculous. So what, this conservatorship is going on 13 years, so Jamie files a petition to get removed as a conservator saying that there's no need for a conservatorship position anymore. And uh so there's a lot of different ways to look at this and I uh uh Megan my friend who's been on the podcast and also a lawyer, she was telling me she says there's a possibility <clears throat> that uh sorry I'm trying to think she uh is that he's removing himself because it will oh, let me sorry one second okay yes um sorry I was trying to like think in my head what I was told and it I just couldn't get the thought so I actually had to stop the recording and think like have you guys ever done that where you're like let me think and you're by yourself <laughs> and so you just sit there and you try to think <laughs> You know, you're just like sitting there, like the actual thinker, the statue, and you're just going around in your mind, like, "What's that thought? What am I trying to access? The information?" It was basically is that he there's he he could be removing himself because if it is found that the conservatorship wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, that he abused the conservatorship, he can then be sued, and also um, he was bonded for forty seven million dollars. Uh, because the conservatorship is also a financial uh, a fiduciary role. So you have to get bonded for that. So he's bonded for $47 million. And if this is proven, like if they take him to court. Now, if um, if Britney's lawyer decides to pursue legal action, I think this is, they're saying he's filing this petition in hopes of them not pressing any charges against him or pursuing this and are just happy with him, you know, exiting quietly. Um, but if not, they could potentially sue him. And then he would be liable for a big chunk of money. Um, that's another thought. All of this is alleged, but these were interesting uh, theories, because all of a sudden out of the blue after this many years, but it is on the uh, the tail end of Britney getting that lawyer, I believe his name's Matthew Weingart. Is that am I just making that up? Um, it uh, Oh, God, I just got sent. I just got sent a photo of Lisa Rinna preparing for the Real Housewives uh, Beverly Hills reunion, which they are shooting on Friday, uh, September 10th. September 11th is the next day. Um, uh, It potentially would have been more fitting if they filmed on September 11th, because I think that thing is going to be a train wreck. Um, But uh, Lisa Rinna said preparing for the reunion, and she's like, wearing one of the scariest face masks at a facialist place. But I'm like, why do you post this shit? Because I'm just going to screenshot it and continue to make fun of you. I mean, like, I, I think she's in on the joke sometimes. I don't know. It's completely bizarre. Um. So anyways, I've thought so much about this reunion, too. Like, do you guys think? Anyway, okay, I got to get better so I can do the <laughs> recap on Friday. Um. Okay, is that it? Oh, no. So this is the, uh, the news that just broke. John Mullaney. Uh, finally confirms that him and Olivia Munn are pregnant. They're expecting their first child. Now, this was rumored, of course, because there was paparazzi shots taken last week of her in baggy sweatpants and all of this stuff. It looked exactly like me in baggy sweatpants, I always look like I'm carrying, But, uh, yeah, they're definitely expecting. He confirmed it on late last night with Seth Meyers, or late night with Seth Meyers um, this past evening. Uh, So it broke to the—they released it to the news at 10.09 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. So that's when you know, they're like, this has been a huge media news story today. Let's release this news now. Because a lot of times that means it'll just get buried like they have all night. East Coast won't even, you know, they won't see this until the morning. So it's just a really not clever per se. That's why you get a lot of news released on Friday evenings. Because in the weekend, it's not as hyper as during the week. That's another thing you can do is sneaking out really late at night or release that information. So, it's you always got to pay attention to when we hear the news. Um and this is not conspiratorial in any sense. It's just that there remember there's PR machines. People do get pay, paid for public relations and PR is all about how they want your image to get out there. When and and part of that is timing, you know. And that's why they have a plan on promoting movies, TV shows, actors, actresses, you know. So it's all by design, you know, same thing with uh, album releases, all of that stuff. So this was all planned, and I think it's just interesting when this time happened. And it really was just a huge news day. I I can't imagine Kris Jenner's very happy. She's like, you bastard. Mulaney stole it away from my girl Kylie. Also, I wonder, do you wonder if they told Courtney at all, or did Courtney find out from the Instagram post? I always imagine for some reason her being the last, even though... I think she let leapfrog something. Did she leapfrog Kendall? I think with the Travis Barker relationship, she might have leapfrogged Kendall in the hierarchy. Do you think? Like, I think she might not be the most boring Kardashian anymore by a long shot. She should close down Poosh. I've said that. I said that uh, last week. And I've said that multiple, multiple times. I think, I don't even think that exists. I think she, Courtney just likes to tell people. I think she has just, the web domain and I think it's just I don't think it even I don't does anybody read Poosh? Anyways, <clears throat> I think yeah but I always like to think Courtney's the last one that even gets to hear Kardashian news. She always like finds out from Instagram. She's like, what? Whose birthday is it today? Oh no. Did I miss another thing? Um so uh let's see. Uh that all of that happened and then I wanted to Uh, leave uh, leave you guys with before we get to the interview portion uh, which I'm very proud of this interview Um, let's see so we got the Mulaney Um, okay yeah um, there was no personal uh, updates on myself um oh okay so yeah so they released the two minute the first two minutes of real housewives of salt lake city season two now if you guys have not seen it go to instagram go to twitter it's all there uh bravo insider released it so it's an official release in fact they released eight minutes of the season premiere episode which is airing this sunday september 12th um i um I, I, I spoiler alert, I guess I even though we talked about it yesterday, um, they do show uh, the feds coming for Jen Shaw, you see them. Uh, you see that all go down, you see them go in the van, you see Jen Shaw get a call from coach Shaw. You see her directly look at the camera. You can tell there's like a panic look in her eye, but she's keeping it cool. She has Whitney shut off her mic pack and then she just calmly steps out gets in a truck and takes off and then all of a sudden they cut to like feds approaching the van <laughs> and like whitney and <clears throat> whitney and heather and the new girl and lisa are in there they're like what and then all of a sudden there's helicopters in the sky <laughs> and like feds are at jenshaw's house and like it in in um uh sorry whitney um is like um Whitney says uh, oh my she's reading Twitter or something and like oh my God, they're indicting her and she's like, oh my God, I just got goosebumps And uh, then it ends with like three months earlier or something. So they did a flash forward. So if you went back and listened to old episodes, this is exactly what I told you I expected to happen. So uh, but it's brilliant. I really think it's it's so good, it's so exciting. and we just know that it's probably gonna be on the tail end of the season that we actually see, This day, so it's so exciting because the rest of the episode is great too, and it presents us with so many other opportunities that that we'll get to see. And that's what I even find so exciting about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season, is that there's so many other great stories besides Erica, and I think the same thing as Salt Lake City. So it adds that extra level of excitement, you know. Mm And I know I'm I sound really passionate, but I'm just trying to speak in a lower register (laughs) because it hurts less. (laughs) Um, And uh, so go watch that if you haven't. I'm not going to put in the audio clip just in case you don't want to really have it ruined. Um, And uh, but Real Housewives of Potomac, too. This season is so good. I, I, I need to recap that and I, I was recapping it on the Patreon. And uh, I got to get back to that because it uh, it is just such a good season. And it's not like anything crazy, exciting is happening. It's just all those ladies, for some reason, just cast work well together. And Potomac does it, Beverly Hills does it, New York is not doing it. But it doesn't mean that the show needs to go away or anything like that. It's just certain casts work. And by work, I don't mean they all get along. No, no, it means they totally sometimes don't get along. But in a way, that's like teamwork in itself, you know? Like, housewives not getting along is sometimes being a good teammate, if that makes sense. I've got to stop with these sports analogies. Um, And then I wanted to end with this. So, we also got the taglines for season two. I will be playing them right now.
0: The only thing I'm guilty of is being shamazing. In a town of beauties and beasts, there is only one wild rose. You don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of us. I have plenty of everything, including opinions. I may be known for my ice, but I always bring the heat. If you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne.
1: Can we just take a moment of silence what was that <laughs> like what <laughs> okay so let's go over this because i i i i heard this and i was like i thought i was like having like i was like oh no i'm still feverish because i was like there's no way that was that's their taglines like that's just like, I thought it was, like, a sketch or something. I was very confused because <laughs> I was like, this is so weird because it just didn't make tons of sense to me in so many ways. So, Jen Shaw's is the only thing I'm guilty of is being shaw Now, I'm guessing shaw like, I don't know if Jen knows this. shaw has, like, a mandatory prison sentence of five to ten years. Um... Also, what a way to show us that you are not taking any of this seriously. She is going the Erica Jane route of like acting like she doesn't realize she's on a show that will be seen and used against her by a court of law. Like what is somebody? Is she just like, "Well, I'm going to go out swinging and hopefully my nefariousness will actually get me hired somewhere down the line." Like that's wild, you guys. She preyed on the elderly with her scam like i mean it's just not funny so whitney's is in a town of beauties and beasts there's own there's only one wild rose because whitney rose right in a town of beauties and beasts there's only one wild rose. so i'm guessing she saves utah at some point like is she this is like a game of thrones i don't in a town of beauties and beasts there's only one wild rose. it just reminds me of like some kind of like night story or Game of Thrones. I'm, it's like Game of Thrones-like. I just feel like there might be a dragon involved this season. I. It was a very, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a weird, weird tagline. Like, it didn't make tons of sense to me. Maybe somebody else can explain it to me. Now, Lisa, it totally makes sense. You don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of, both of us. And that totally fits for Lisa. It, it kind of seems like that's exactly where she was last season, too. So we're not expecting a lot of character development with uh, Lisa Barlow. This Season, which that's fine. Um, four is the new character Jenny, and hers is I have plenty of everything, including opinions. Okay, that's basic, not not great, not horrible, just basic. But we got to see what you know. Uh, obviously, she has thoughts on things. Um, okay, now this is this is okay, Mary. This is just great. Like, Mary's is if you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Now, this is so interesting because what she's saying here, you guys, if you speak ill against uh, uh, Mary, she's going to have Jesus kick your ass. Like, that's just... Mary will have Jesus kill you. Like, that is not... That's non-negotiable. Mary uses Jesus as her personal security force. And I don't know if she even pays for that or what the deal is, but, like, she's using Jesus as a one-man army. And that is... But it's wild because you do think like Jesus even watches this show, and if Jesus does watch the show, is he getting paid now, or can he sue for the use of his name? Like, who is looking out for like, like you're not allowed to talk shit about certain people or you'll get sued, and then everybody's just allowed to use Jesus in their pro. Like, you can't use that as your tagline. That should be illegal. Also, like, she's involved in a church. Like, isn't this? Isn't I mean, do you, am I am I going crazy? Like, that's not. You shouldn't have, like, Bravo shouldn't have even let her use Jesus in a tagline. She's saying, like, and guess what? I've talked bad about Mary so many times. Like, I don't want to be like, yeah, send Jesus after me. Like, if Jesus does come for me, can I be like, can I talk to you? Like, have you seen Mary? Like, you would make fun of her, too. You created her. You know what I, Like, it's just such a confusing tagline, and it raises so many theological questions for me. Um, and Meredith is great. <laughs> I may be known for my ice but I always bring the heat. And I think that's a I think that's a good tagline. And Meredith definitely engages this season. From the first episode that I I saw, she gets in she very passionate a couple times in the episode and it was really nice to see. I think I might have given her not enough credit last season in certain episodes. So, really thought hers was great. And then Heather's is I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne. Now, I love Heather, but I was raised... A, so what is she saying? I was, like, once I got out of religion, I became an alcoholic. Like, what? But now, I, but now I'm... I was, like, I was raised a Catholic, but now I'm raising a huge bottle of vodka. Um, I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne. Like, I already know Heather is kind of, like you know, cast off by the Mormon community of uh, Utah in some ways. And I can't imagine this really helps anything, <laughs> but good for her. I mean, so those are the taglines for Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I just thought I needed to share those with you guys. So that was the segment I'm going to do. Oh my God, I'm almost talked this long. And I have a couple people that are going to be mad at me that I did. So I'm going to get off here in one more sec. Guys, see, but it's so fun talking to you guys. And it's okay. Um, Oh, the last thing, I watched the first episode of Impeachment, uh, American Crime Story, Ryan Murphy's series. They did the beautiful one on the People vs. O.J. a couple years ago, and they did the Gianni Versace one that you can find on Netflix, but the first episode with Beanie Feldstein and um, Sarah Paulson as uh, Linda Tripp, I mean, Sarah Paulson, I mean, just... She's going to win an Emmy for this. Just the first episode alone, I was like, oh, my God, that's Sarah Paulson. But she, it's so hard when you have to imitate somebody else, but then kind of still inject them with humanity, like actually make them a human. And from the first episode, she killed it. Of course, you don't get to see Clive Owen as Bill Clinton until the very end. And even then, you're just like, come on, man. You're casting Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. like Bill Clinton's like... Yeah, all right. They got the casting right on. (laughs) Um, But it was really good. I really really dug it. I can't wait for more episodes. So I think that is definitely worth checking out. And finally, I wanted to say Bachelor in Paradise. I am loving it so much. And I'm not going to get into it right now because I could literally do a whole episode on it. Because I really find it fascinating for so many reasons. Because I really don't like watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. But I do because I'm a masochist. But Bachelor in Paradise just works wall to wall for so many reasons. It's almost like the Bachelor and Bachelorette should only exist so they can have a feeder system into Bachelor in Paradise just to have a rotating cast on that show because I, I find it so good. So I'm going to do an episode on that down the line because I just I want to talk about it and talk some things through with you guys with it. But if you're not watching it, I think you could probably catch up. I think there's only been like six or seven episodes so far. Um, But I found it really entertaining. It gets better and better each week. Okay, so today's the guest. So it's a So Bad It's Good rewind. I've never done this before, but I'm replaying an interview. I did this a couple months ago with the one and only Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I'm doing this uh, because Salt Lake City airs this Sunday. So hopefully you'll get pumped. And I know we have a lot of new listeners since I did this interview also it's one of the interviews I'm kind of the most proud of because we actually go kind of deep in it we talk about divorce we talk about the upcoming season we talk about Jen Shaw and she does talk about it she she really talks about it and if you guys already heard this you know what I'm talking about um so for those of you who've already listened to it don't want to listen to it again totally get it I'll talk to you um I think on Thursday and of course on Friday hopefully if everything keeps healing um but for those of you didn't who didn't, I think you're really going to, uh, if you didn't like Heather, I think you're going to love Heather. If you already liked Heather, I think you're going to really like Heather. Um, but it just was one of those great, uh, conversations for me personally, where I got off that. And I was like, I think that one went good. And I rarely say that. I mean, Meditza can contest it. Like I'll always like, how'd it go? Oh, it was horrible. Like, I, I just never think it goes well. So, um, This was one that I just thought really went well. I was really happy with this one. So I thought it would just be the perfect time to play this because we're all so pumped about Salt Lake right now. Or maybe I just am, but I really am pumped for this season. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here is Heather Gay. Thank you so much. If you already listened, so uh, the 30 minutes before this, hopefully it was a little taste. And uh, thank you guys for sticking with me. And thank you for all the well wishes. I am getting better, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Okay, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am so excited to have my next guest. You are not going to believe who I'm talking about. If you listen to this podcast at all, you know I have talked about her since the very first episode of her first season of what I think is an iconic Bravo show. She is one half of the super group Bad Weather. She is a woman who is blazing her own trail. Uh, she is the most iconic single writer. Uh, and I think she's just a clarion call for everything that is good and pure in the Bravo universe. But we'll see if she's going to fall uh, prey to that second season curse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Heather Gay. Heather,
0: hello. How are you? too late i've already i've already come to the second the season two curse i
1: think i I want to get into all of this with you because i know i think you're a bravo fan like in fact i know you're a bravo fan even before this happened but okay so i do need to i'm going to ask this question and this is going to set the tone for the entire rest of the interview so are you ready i'm ready okay will you marry me yes Okay, well that's a great interview, you guys. Let's see. We'll see Heather on the second season of a real no. Um uh I
0: actually would love to do a spin-off called Heather <laughs> After. Heather's married, and Are we could be so like double uh Day.
1: uh double writers with Heather and Ryan. Um yeah, it'd
0: be like Ryan Bailey hyphen gay or gay baby. <laughs> I mean either one <laughs> sure, we can make that happen.
1: Um okay, so there is actually you no, know, there is actually an elephant in the room that I kind of want to get out of the way. Up top that everybody is gonna be wondering about is um is beauty lab gonna open more locations soon? Is that <laughs> is that happening at all?
0: Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> That's the big question. Everyone's just you know white knuckling the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry,
1: you can sleep. Rest assured, <laughs> we standing. No, uh, the the obvious uh, question, and and uh, because I know this will hopefully be uh, talked about on season two, and I know there's only so much we can talk about, but there is a character, and I think one of your friends. I don't know if you're aware of her on the show. Uh, her name is Jen Shaw. Oh, I've heard of her. Heard okay, her. yes, you had a lot of scenes with her in the first season, and uh, there is some stuff that is potentially ha- or that is happening that we all know is happening. Um, I know you can't really talk a lot about it, but like. Are you okay? Like, is everything okay? You filmed the second season already. So is yeah. is
0: talked What is I it can talk say about? Is, this is this is the biggest, hugest thing that has happened to our community and to our group of friends and to Jen personally and to me personally. I mean, this is big and it's real. And um, if anyone... I just think my experience of being a housewife and being on this show has been the number one question everyone asks me is, is it real? Is it scripted? And I'm like, it is so real and it is so not (laughs) scripted. And there is nothing about it that is even, even manufactured really. This is truly the emotions. I mean, the dinners are planned and the parties are planned and everything else is a whiteboard of emotion and passion and misogyny. Well, I feel like your first
1: season, it's like you guys were almost at a level of like fifth season. You guys were like a well-oiled machine and you're like 15 or 16 episodes. But then second season rolls around and like the rumor, and I know the rumor was all this happens supposedly on camera. Like this is supposedly you had just finished, uh, started filming the second season, but this is like something that happens like nine seasons in, like this is in something insane and obviously something that's very real. So I can't really joke about it because it is something that is ongoing and something real. Yeah. Um, but how, I mean, it's already bizarre being on TV. This has got to even just send it to the next level of bizarre.
0: Yeah. It, it sends it, it was, it had two, of, two, um, It had two results, I guess. Yeah. Two outcomes. And what I was going to say is, so it's all very, very real, but it's also hyper-realized. And I don't think anything's bigger or more hyper-realized than a federal indictment or your friend, you know, facing prison. Like this is hyper-realized drama, but it is real and it's happening. And so what I can say is like, it does feel like we're 10 years in, but we're only second season. Everything plays out real time. We are in it with her. We are going through it as friends, as, you know, as people who for the first time in their lives are public figures and for the first time in their lives have to answer to not only their families and friends, but to a worldwide audience and to also see their trials and struggles played out and, and subject to public opinion. So it is, it is, All the five horsemen of
1: of drama. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like everything. And
0: and crime and passion and loyalties and friendships and. All on the backdrop of Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, and, and which, by the
1: way, I what I love about your show so much is that it. What I always told people when talking about it, I said, "Why your show has so, like legs?" I feel like is that you have this backdrop of religion. You have such a foundation which the other housewives uh, shows do not. And I'm not talking even just about the Mormon religion. You have Mary's religion. You have like, but all of that, and that's such a strong foundation because it's not been explored in these shows at all. And especially you. I mean your journey, like you really did have a journey from your first episode where I was like, oh no, she's going to get like, she's going to get really like nailed down by this whole process. And then by the end where I was like, oh my God, you rose above and you like each episode. Was
0: that the impression I gave? I did not rise above. No.
1: No, wait, no, wait, wait, Heather, you were completely honest. Okay. This is what I, I, and I, I, I know I'm over talking, but I, I I'm uh I'm a divorced man and I um your journey and, and some of the things that you said really hit me at such an emotional level of, you know, maybe even things weren't completely right, but I would there is this sense of potential failure that i that i you know i stood up in front of people and the same thing with religion you know when you do this under a backdrop of god you know that is so huge that's more than just like your normal cheating or lying on vanderpump rules that's like that you're talking a lifetime commitment and then even into the afterlife, but you were so honest about that. And you weren't like some like kind of wilted, like wallflower. You were still like confident, funny. We saw you even pick up that dude at Sundance. We saw, you you know, like you weren't like some, so the journey from the first episode to the end, you saw this full range of a person. And that's what I loved about you, you know?
0: Well, I appreciate that. I feel, um, I feel like, I'm going through this journey, like it's a happening. I mean, I, I don't know if you know how I got on the show, but no,
1: can you tell me actually, I, I, yeah, I purpose-
0: absolutely. Well I was a Bravo fan and I entered the Bravo fan sweepstakes and I saved all my cereal box tops and all my <laughs> <sweepstakes>. <laughs> I put in an envelope and I just entered
1: the Bravo <laughs> fan sweepstakes
0: and I won the lottery uh, and I yeah. got picked to be the fan. <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel. Like it feels like I had, um, you know, if we were to go back to like the core person who I was even just going through the divorce, like, so I've had these big, huge shifts or schisms in my life, you know, and divorce was the first one because it separated me from like, who my whole life purpose. you yeah. know. And it, I also didn't have a way to resolve that within the context of my religion for myself. So I had all these battles going on, like my personal identity, my family identity and my, you know, Mormon identity. And so the first like thing to fall from that was the marriage. And then the second thing I think was the religion. And you guys kind of got to see me going through that process at the very, very beginning. Yeah. So I, I look back and I see my growth from the filming and that's really only, you know, 16 weeks, but then you magnify that by the year and a half before it aired and where we're at now And I have left like if I had boulders in my backpack, one of them was the shame of my divorce. And the other was the conflict and cognitive dissonance with my religion. Yeah. And I kind of you know, certainly I've taken those boulders out of my backpack, but I'm still wearing the backpack and I'm still, you know,
1: Yeah, there are these scars that you, navigate ho- that, yeah, it. there's these scars that you learn to live with that you eventually kind of get proud of because it's a marker of something that you went through. But when you're going through it, you have no, I mean, at least for me, I have no, it, it was such foreign territory. Um, I, I was raised uh, in Kansas and then moved to Arizona. And I, I first met my, my first like Mormons and I, my best friend was Mormon and he, he, um, He uh, got my other friend uh, Dusty. He uh, what is it when converted him to Mormonism, and I watched him go on his mission. And and what I will say was that I had never seen such a close knit group of people. And they all had smiles on their faces and they were all so nice and so, and I just really love that aspect of it. But of course we know that with any religion or anything, there are these other things. Um, and, and part of it is so weird because you would think in your time of need, it's like, well, isn't that the time they flock around you more? And we saw you where by the end you're like, are we going to church on Sunday? Are we, you know, like you're going to be talked about or gossiped about, which is, Kind of a fun uh metaphor for the whole bravo universe, um, <laughs> but like, but also, if you're so used to that, I mean it's something that you miss in a way, and do we do we see you struggle with that more in the second season?
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go away. I'm still as F-ed up in sex season two as I was in season one. I can't uh I think I'm still working every day to reconcile what my new moral center is, yeah. Has, it's been ascribed to me my whole life. I didn't ever, it never mattered how I felt about something, because how you feel is a betrayal to what you're supposed to do. Right? You feel yeah. like you want to party, you feel like you want to have sex, you feel like you don't want to go to church, you know, but you don't, that's feelings shouldn't matter. You choose, you make choices, and you do, you know, you, you detach from those feelings. So, That's can be really so. It's like
1: this marriage, though, of like, of, of, I mean, that's what you say when you went to Vegas. You're like, oh, there's drinking, there's this, there's that, like all of the bad things are potentially in Vegas. But that is like just because all of these things you're, you're now able to do doesn't mean you should. And I I mean, thinking, I was, I was thinking of, are you watching Real Housewives in New York this season? Yes. Wait, do you, wait, that's what I was like, are you like, do you, shy away from watching these shows like i figure it would like give you like a pit in your stomach watching like leah mcsweeney's doing second season and she's converting to judaism but we haven't really gotten too much into that like do you take notes when you watch these shows
0: no i mean i i i think um i was a student of the show before i was on the show before i won the sweepstakes (laughs) 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 Uh, but now it's um it's so much more real that it feels like I don't watch it all. I just barely, like, we wrapped season two a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I barely, like, mostly because I want to catch up with them as my friends, you know, because I have a, a dialogue with Leah and with people on Dallas. And I just don't want to be like an asshole that doesn't know what's going on in their life because you do kind of just assume that if people want to keep up with you, they have to kind of watch the show because yeah. so much of your life is playing out there and it's exhausting. So you don't really, you know, you just, you don't want to reference something and have people like, Oh, I don't watch, but I'm still here for you. You know, like, I know that, like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to catch up and um, when I watch now, you just, I just feel empathy. I just feel empathy and admiration. And, and I laugh more. I laugh more. Yeah. I'm like, you know, Now you get that it wasn't the producers making that happen. You get that. It's just like, of course, when the cameras are on you, you can't button your jacket, you know, or you look like you've never toasted cheese before. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the second it happens, just like, oh, I, I know where my spoons are. But the second the camera's on, you can't find them. And you look like this fumbling woman that's pretending to have a kitchen. But yeah. so I see those moments and I laugh because I know they're organic and real. And I just feel admiration and empathy for all of these women because it's, it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and also it was, I think a, a different level of hard for you and potentially Leah, because your shows premiered during a worldwide pandemic. You didn't, you weren't out on the streets. I mean, maybe you were, but I mean, if you were, you were masked potentially. And, and, you know, you, you, you didn't get to it the same way that other housewives have in the past. So I can't imagine what it's like to have the only, um, litmus of how it's going is through social media. Right. You know,
0: and I have a very complicated relationship with social media because kind of my experience once I started the process of the show was really, really horribly negative. So I, um, I don't,
1: you mean at the, the very beginning.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, like in the very beginning, you know, Salt Lake small and we're insular and kind of like what you're saying about these close knit Mormon friends you had in Arizona and you see these people and they're so genuinely happy and service oriented and good natured and fun and loyal and, and you know have a sense of humor about themselves and everything in the world. But at the underneath that, there is just a pretty rigorous demand of who we are supposed to show up as every single day. And that it gets hard to do. And I forgot where I was going with this, but.
1: (laughs) No, we're talking about the beats. Because we're so insular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
0: so insular. So our code of conduct is so like, it's not something that's probably accessible to the entire nation. So they see us and they're just like, these women are crazy. They're fighting about like flashing or they're fighting about Yeah, good
1: time girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're
0: fighting about things that, um, but it's because we're such an insular, close-knit community that when the show, when we started filming the show, I mean, it was like we were famous before it had even aired in, in Salt Lake City.
1: And they didn't and were I'm sure they were worried like what is revealed? What are they saying about this religion? What are they, you know, like and yeah. that's gotta be interesting. And I'm sure even your ex was potentially worried about that. So I can't even imagine having to deal with all of that before anything had actually made it to
0: TV. And it, it was it was really Hard because I hadn't come out yet. Nobody knew how I felt really about Mormonism. I hadn't said anything but just name, rank, serial number. You know, I'd shown up every Sunday, it- active in the community. And I thought you said it so
1: beautifully, sex. though. I mean, I thought you you really explained it so so well. I thought, and even kind of that that it, it is like, and even right now, it is like you say that you think about this every day. This is so ingrained in you; it's part of your fabric. And and I guess for in a way for for Whitney as well, uh, which yeah. I love. I mean, I hope your guys's friendship is very intact because I really love you guys together. Oh yeah,
0: we're blown. You know. Cousins, cousins, <laughs> ever. How can we not adore and love Whitney like? But
1: there's another one. See, that's why I love, that's why I love audiences because she has like a little, like she has a meek voice. But by the end, it was like booming, not, it was still meek, but it was kind of booming because she stood up for herself. I mean, she was horrible at the hip hop party. She did not explain that whole situation well to to Lisa and Jeff. (laughs) I mean, just just like really got awful. But I loved, I loved that she was she was wanting to do the right thing. And I loved that that in turn set Lisa off because Lisa, I mean, that's just, and I'm not trying to, but like just character archetypes. If you're looking at Lisa, I don't think she thought you guys would be fan favorites like you were. And by the time you got to reunion, I think that had all added up in her head where I thought she thought this was going to be smooth sailing. And especially I told you this before we started filming, was there any aspect I know you guys, you actually are real friends with Jen, but Jen is so loud and so outspoken and such a, like a vibrant personality that I was like, it looked like all of these ladies thought she is the lead of this show and I need to make sure I'm okay with Jen Shaw. And that's why you saw, cause I was like, why is Lisa and Jen putting up with this? And why are you guys putting up with this? And she was always at the center. Is there
0: any truth to that in your head? Um... Well, when you're, what you're watching. Yeah, of course there's truth to that, but it's not in the sense that it is so, um, such an obvious agenda. It's really, it's not because she's going to be the star. So I have to attach my wagon to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, she is a star when you're in the room with her, she is magnetic and charismatic and you want to, you want the genshaw sunlight to shine on you and you kind of, because of that, you know, the only person that I think di- is completely immune to that, but she's aware of it, but she's immune to it emotionally, is Mary. You know, Mary could give a shit how charming she is. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, you,
1: know? <laughs> wait, does, do you she, actually film with Mary this season or is she just with Charlinda in the closet? Oh,
0: of course, Mary's in okay. everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank God, uh, okay. Mary's
0: in everything and she's a hoot. Yeah, she's great. So she's immune to that, but I think, I think a lot of us just get drawn into that energy. So I think that plays out. Um, I don't, I think that the only thing that looked really calculated um, is kind of the timing of Lisa's friendship with Jen, which is what we addressed, you know, in the reunion. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: You know, it's still kind of a running topic because that one, that would be where I would think Kind of what you mentioned was playing out, you know, like yeah. she kind of had seen the shift and the airing and the star power and potential, and was like, "Well, I'm not going to miss this boat because I'm a smart woman," you know, yours, and I'm a was, Yeah.
1: Yours was very genuine when you guys went to the uh, dirty bathtubs and uh, in the the, like
0: a child in the
1: dirty. No, but by the way, you were very honest. That was like to me. I was like, that is me to like because you were like, I'm just worried that you're going to leave me for these other friends. And I was like,
0: it was done. I was just giving her the opening to like fix it, but it didn't happen. So I was just like. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> but why take her to dirty bathtubs it was just very dirty in the middle and then she broke the, the fourth wall thing and um <laughs> no but i thought you see that's but like honesty always is the best policy in these shows i feel like you were just being honest and i think you then have empathy from the audience but you weren't like just you weren't like a, like because in vegas you stood up to jet like i don't know you had wait in vegas did you have to pay for the clothes or was that really a gift Cause I thought that was like the weirdest gift ever to take yeah. you away from the racing and then make you try on these outfits. And then it never was said, like you had to pay for them. Didn't you?
0: Yeah, of course. Nothing. was. No, that's again. not a gift yeah. then. That's not a birthday well, it gift. It was a private concierge shopping experience. You know, okay. it's part of the show. It's, it's a chance to get us alone and doing something fun that we love and interactive. And you know, I, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> there's nothing gifted in life. Everything There's no good deed.
1: Good. Now you have uh three of my favorite um uh I guess side characters on the show, which are your daughters, and they actually are really um I mean, they are all really amazing and they all support you so well and they were so well mannered and behaved, but are they upset they do not have a product out yet? Are they they fresh yeah. wolf? We got the Brooks Marks tracksuit. Are they aiming for some kind of tracksuit skincare line?
0: Listen, they would they would love to have a tracksuit a skincare lie. We <laughs> would love to have all of it, but they are just, you know, teenage girls and they have a mom that's totally self-absorbed and not helping them oh that's so their ridiculous ventures
1: oh my god wait did they do they ever call do they think you gone Hollywood are they always like oh look at my Hollywood mom now
0: no they kids keep you humble like they know it's like I was I'm trying to do this podcast I'm like I'm on an international podcast right now I don't know <laughs> if have, that. and they're just like are my graduation announcements done and what's for dinner and like <laughs> they, keep you, they keep you humble and they they're the best kids in the world but they it hasn't changed their daily. You know what yeah. I mean? They're not, they don't. I but don't
1: they, they, they were so, uh, they were just, you could sense how good of kids they were on camera. You know what I'm like, saying? I've watched every housewife episode. And the, sometimes, you know, you've seen seasons of other housewives where they aren't that way, you know? So it's like so refreshing to be like, oh, these are like really good kids, you know? Or they're acting for the camera.
0: No, they're, they're wonderful kids. And it's been kind of like with adult hindsight and like a lot of therapy that I can see that a lot of their, uh, kind of magnanimous qualities, things that make them maybe more emotionally intelligent than the average 13 year old is because of the divorce and because of the, the growth that they've seen me or the struggles they've seen me kind of go through and their, their desire to kind of, uh, supplement and take care they don't i don't think they're entitled which i love because that's kind of a trigger for me when like a kid's entitled like yeah yeah yeah. you know and i think that they are better more compassionate more empathetic humans because they've they've just you know what they've been through
1: how long did you struggle with the decision of actually once you got offered this show of actually doing this show because you you have seen how this show works usually you have seen the progression of these characters I mean, I'm sure it was very exciting, but I know you probably, did you wrestle with the decision at all?
0: I mean, no, not sure. <laughs> goodness, <I guess>. <laughs> 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 it was <laughs> just like, where do I sign? Like, what? What do you and mean? then,
1: then like halfway silent? through, you're like, what did I do? Oh my God, no. no,
0: no, that's, that's being glib. The truth is I never believed it was real. So there was never this, there's never me sitting down with the option. I just thought, okay, listen, they're stringing you along because you know a lot of people in the community and you're, and you're reveal. you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're re- and this is up to the point of doing like the sizzle reel and stuff. So I never believed it was real. And then even then when we filmed, I thought this is so fun. This is so great. And I totally get that it's probably me just like be- getting all these people together and then just like letting them go off into the sunset. I never believed that I would be a part of it. I never believed that I would be, you know, cast. And so, and even when it was cast, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's going to be one of those, you know, my so called life, one season wonders, you know? Yeah, I mean, but like, so I would, that would be a gift. But you know what I'm saying? One of those things that just like, you Google yeah. it, you can't find it ever again, and it happened and it's, it just goes away. So I don't know even now if I've let it sink in the reality of it. So, but the opportunity I never flinched at because it just seemed like somebody said, Here's a winning lottery ticket. Do you want to scratch it? Yeah, goddamn, yeah. To <laughs> like all you <laughs> do <laughs> is scratch it. You know, so um, I just never. I'm still feel grateful and I feel um surreal it still feels yeah. surreal.
1: I have to imagine that reunion when you were actually sitting there in New York next to Andy that had to have been just a wild experience because you 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 did the show you had covid and then all of a sudden I mean because we've all seen reunions and now you're on the other side of that was that your experience like of just like holy
0: shit you know it was exactly like I watched the reunion once. I'll never watch it again. Oh, <laughs> I watched man. It once, just and it played out like it happened.
1: You know, yeah, that I third episode. All the
0: have gotten such a good edit. We have all gotten the best possible edit for who we are and what we put out there. That is the truth. And I would. I would defend that to every single one of my cast members. If they were sitting, if we were sitting crisscross applesauce in a circle, I would defend it to the death. And I could argue it with each of them. If they said, no, that's not fair. You didn't see me, you know, donating bread to the homeless. I'm like, you know what I mean? That's why we didn't see it. Like you see what people are in the, in the in-between. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like the camera had by some weird alchemy actually picks up on who people are. And like, you can, can like, you know, Jax always complains about a bad edit, but at the end of the day, you, it still has this kernel of truth because cameras don't lie, usually, you know? Yeah. Um, uh w- As a fan, though, did you crack up when Lisa said bad weather? Because we were like, oh, that's pretty... Like, that's iconic. I mean, that's like now... I mean, that what a I mean, gift.
0: I was like... What a gift. That, like, weird Kermit the Frog, like... <laughs> <things> like- <laughs> it was such a
1: gift. I mean, I was like, where did this come from? And then I was like, wow, you just got a catchphrase now, you know?
0: I will... I mean, everyone calls me a doormat and a kiss ass. And I'm like, how can I not kiss the asses of these women? They are the gift that keeps on giving like to call me Whitney bad weather. And like, we are riding that bad weather tornado like it's our bitch. Like we just a <laughs> that tornado and we are riding it. Like oh. we love being bad weather. And I, I mean, everything that people thought was funny or meme worthy of me is from Lisa. It's not me. Yeah. It's
1: Lisa. Well, yeah, I mean, that it's was like the fire. huge. And by the way, you could tell like that that third episode, especially when you guys really, you know, it was just kind of on fire, <laughs> both of you guys.
0: Um, your
1: journey I, on the I first. I was a
0: different person during that reunion because I. I wanted I thought I didn't understand
1: <laughs> I What just, didn't you, what didn't you understand like you mean the relationship I that
0: And how um I think I was pretty naive and I thought like if I come in strong and speak strong and I'm mean and yeah. play play on get on this game board yeah. that I, I win on this game board and we can we can start fresh and we can just be friends or we can at least respect cuz i don't even feel respected you know or seen at all yeah. it's totally invisible and we didn't film it all together and that was she did not want to film with me season 1 i was not invited to anything
1: yeah i mean in fact she did that women in business lunch and by the way you are a woman in business and i was like this is exactly what this luncheon is supposed to celebrate. And I think the audience was a little confused. And I think at I that confused
0: point. Because I, I'm on the show because of her. And now I'm like not, you know. And well, now Yeah, you know, she I'm said she cast me. the show.
1: <laughs> she didn't act like she knew you even from college. And that was the, so it was interesting. And I love, love that you said that, that you were aware that you came in with that kind of energy because, it was this kind of person using their voice, but you know, you're a really nice person underneath it. So it's, it was like on top of it.
0: I'm not a nice person, but I do genuinely want everyone to like, I want to like everyone and get along, especially these women more than anyone else in the universe. I want to like understand them, but I didn't understand that like, I'm not even allowed on Lisa's game board. So why did I even, why did I even ask, why did I think I could get on there and like spin and like play? You know, like I'm not not on that game board. So I just, I had to just realize that and just, you know, I looked like an asshole and I felt like one because I wasn't, I thought I could fight fire with fire and I,
1: yeah, but it's like, well, and sometimes like you're, you're like, uh, potentially like an amateur fire <laughs> fighter, you know, like, you're like, ah, oh, I'm just going to spray it everywhere. Yeah. No, but I mean, that was like I one of the be things as
0: angry as I can be because I feel those feelings. I just rarely speak about it. You know, well,
1: that's what I talk about on a podcast all the time is that feeling of like, you know, like the people that are too cool for school. I really dislike that because I tried to be that, like, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be accepted by all of the cool, like even in podcasts and you're like, I hope the, which is so funny to even say cool cool podcasters, podcasters, which is like, like, there's no cool podcaster, but like the fact that I wanted that so badly. And then you're like, wait, if I can just, if I can just be me, there's like, eventually people will catch up to that. And then the people that those are your people, you know? And I think it's like wanting to be liked by everybody or or liking everybody until they, I don't know. But I really understood that. Um, do we and I really and I don't want to say like I like Lisa and her family. I really loved her kids. Sure. Yeah, I all of that stuff. But yeah. I hope I hope in the second season we get to see more interaction. And also Meredith, um, uh, a beautiful woman, but like at a certain point, uh, disengaging is not gonna like we gotta engage here. Like I mean, at a certain point where you're like, you better engage this season. Like we can do that three times. I don't more know, times.
0: you're gonna see me. I take cues from all of my housewife friends and I just I try to I try to be a Lisa I try to be a Meredith I try to be a Jen I try to be all of
1: wait how do you be how do you be a Mary how are you a Mary
0: um Mary (laughs) you know I don't have the skill set to be a Mary if I if I had to be a Mary you would have to strip yourself of all inhibition all context and go absolutely empathically into the emotion of the moment and just Look for that person's vital organ and get them. <laughs> I lo-
1: I, you guys did a really cool thing on the reunion. On the second part of the reunion, you guys went really into Mary's life, which they usually don't do on a reunion, where we got more out of the Mary section than we did in the entire season. And you kind of heard, you fleshed out Mary's story more, and I really thought that was one of the smartest moves that Real Housewives of Salt Lake did. That and also, I just got to credit whoever does the music for you guys, the ah, 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 like the, the, the choir and stuff like that. It was like, Wow.
0: To be a part of this type of level of production with this level of women and who they are and the complexities that they are, and they're, um, I mean, I feel like a wet washcloth. And I thought I was this loud, brash, opinionated go getter. And I see, I I think you would, I see, I, I, damn, I told people.
1: See, I thought my, my fear was that we were gassing you up so hard that by the second season, you might have the most inflated ego ever because – I mean, I was like, I was like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like I, other people were like, well, but also Leah, that was happening to a a little bit as well. And Tiffany Moon to a degree as well, that sometimes you're like the Bravo fandom goes so hard that I'm like, well, what does that do to a person's psyche? Where all of a sudden they are potentially insecure about things. And now they're told they're the greatest thing ever. What does that do to somebody before they cameras roll again? Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, guys, here are all those commercials, and I'm running a a fever, so this might be actually... Pretty funny to listen to in a couple of different ways, but our first sponsor, and this is a new sponsor, uh, I'd like to welcome Raycon to the So Bad It's Good family. Um, This is actually cool. So Raycon are like earbuds you can listen to music to, and they sent me a pair, and they're effing awesome. Like Like I was using them in nashville to drown out the sounds of the people at the kid rock bar and you guys know i love music so 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 much so i was like yeah i do want to give these a try and i did and they're great like i actually they're great and they're cheaper than airpods and i think that's awesome so no matter how you're feeling about getting back out there like i did with nashville and that is not was not a good thing there's no denying it's an adjustment folks it is a big adjustment you're gonna hurt it's gonna hurt when the world gets too loud something i love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my raycon wireless earbuds you know sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation you guys know, I like to get sad. I like to get mopey. Uh, I saw Phoebe Bridgers this weekend. But I also have like a pump-up playlist too. And it has like <laughs> Wham! with George Michael. But Daft Punk too. It's like cool. Um, so I've listened to so far, I've listened to my pump-up playlist. I've listened to an audiobook book. I've also listened to a meditation track on the airplane, and I have just used these this past couple of days. Uh, They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. And I'm banking on this is why that I've looked so stupid to this point because I was using AirPods. I have noticed a lot of looks from ladies now. I think it's really made me at least 10% more attractive. So, Raycons, you have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And like I said, they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Audio brands, but they do sound just as good. And I do actually take this stuff seriously. Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Uh, Give them a try. You will see what I mean. I love when companies do the 45-day or any kind of guarantee because it actually means they believe in their product because usually people want to be dicks and be like, I'm not happy with this, but I think you'll be happy with it. So create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. So Bad It's Good listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order. At buyraycon.com slash so bad. So that's B U Y R A Y C O N dot com slash so bad to save 15% on raycons. Buyraycon.com slash so bad. This should be slash so good because it is. It's good. Um, And okay, so that's one sponsor. Welcome, Raycon. Uh, This is actually, (laughs) this next one is really flipping exciting for many reasons. It's simply safe. Now I got like a 50 pound box from simply safe. And I didn't know it was coming. And I opened it up and it was all these gadgets and like alarms and like video cameras and like touch keypads and key fobs. And I swear to God, I've never been happier in my life. And I was like, "Beep boop bop, boop, boop boop I was like, I felt so technologically advanced. So there is big news from my favorite home security company, uh, this is now my only security company. Uh, Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. So that's right, Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. So this brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help you keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra wide 140 degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It also has 1080p HD resolution with an eight time zoom. Like my god, I might be shooting a movie with this thing. So that means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. And I hate to say this, but like I live off of Melrose now. And it's gotten really scary in the last year and a half. And we just had um, somebody break in to our neighbor's uh, second floor uh, unit in the backyard. And so I said I was going to put this up for her. And then my roommate can actually look at it, too, because he loves to creep on people. I'm also going to put they gave me enough where I can put one in my room because I think like I'm going to catch my roommate going through my stuff like I know he does. Like, I'm not joking. Josh, if you're listening, I know you go through my stuff. So it has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually just takes minutes. Um, I'm going to set mine up tomorrow if I feel better and give you guys the low. What if I did it it like night vision and I come off looking like Bigfoot? It has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, and room are protected, and now your property will be too. Now, to learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com. That's S I M P L I S A F E.com slash so bad. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating the new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month off monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. So, again, that is simplysafe.com slash so bad. And remember, You do not have to uh, sign up for the interactive monitoring, but it is there if you uh, don't want to do it yourself. But I think maybe even part of the fun of these things is that you actually get to monitor yourself and it alerts you when there's some kind of weird movement. I was so excited to get this because it is something that I have been uh wanting for a long time especially after this last year and a half it is just uh it's gotten a lot scarier out there uh no joke there's no joke to be made so I'm very happy about this sponsor and last but certainly not least you guys am I doing okay I feel I'm sweating so hard right now but I think I'm doing okay um okay I think I'm doing okay so the third and last but sexiest is Dame. So as we talked about on the show many times, we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important. So our relationships should add value to our lives, especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Dame Products is a woman-owned sex toy company, making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Can I? Can we get a different word than vulva? I mean, no offense to vulvas, but um, Founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz, Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. So their vibrators and accessories are made with medical grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love. Earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. I swear to God, I'm not joking. I think Kourtney Kardashian uses this. Like, no shit. Like her and Travis. Um... Whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters or on a journey of self-exploration, and by the way, neither of those you should be ashamed about, um, we're sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. Um, They want me to recommend this product, the Eva. It's a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. It's flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. I have personally not used this, folks, but I've read the reviews and it's all been positive. And I just don't feel comfortable. Um, uh, I don't need to get into this, but you know, like I just feel weird of like, can I test? Can I test a product out on? You know, like it just. Weird. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within sixty days, so your satisfaction literally guaranteed. So go to DameProducts.com forward slash So Bad Today for 15% off site-wide. Again, go to daneproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Oh my God, folks, I am done. My I am sweating so bad and my throat hurts so bad. So here is the rest of Sophie. We got about 25 more minutes and you guys are out of here. I love you. Thank you so much for the support and I will talk to you very soon.
0: Well, I can tell you like, and I said this at the reunion, that, it, that the experience of being on this show has been transformative and I can say that which is you know that seems kind of lofty you know (laughs) and it's but to be very clear like I I'm pretty um I'm pretty dead inside like my tagline that they didn't accept was I'm I may be the I'm I may be dead inside but I'm still the life of the party.
1: Wait, That's did you think that was in the running for the something that you would actually take? I'm dead that, inside.
0: I thought, like, listen, this is what this is what's happening <laughs> here. So everything <laughs> to me is a gift and kind of a, an an um, unexpected blessing. I yeah. think that term, but you're also, I'm also at the point in my life where I'm I'm coming out of an identity that defined every single choice I've ever made. And so I feel like it was transformative because I lost my religion, but I found faith in humanity.
1: Because
0: the journey of me going from when they first announced the show and there were rumors that I was involved, everyone was like, well, hell no, she's not involved. And then it became clear, then they announced that I was involved and the campaign kind of, before even they announced it, the campaign locally on social media against me and Whitney was really horrible. And I'm saying horrible in the context of like you know world tragedies. It wasn't it wasn't horrible of anything major, but it was horrible for me. Personal
1: tragedies are just yeah. yeah.
0: You know, in the small community, I have these young kids. I've decided to do this show. I don't know how popular it's going to be, and all of a sudden, the only thing I'm getting from it is just absolutely slandered on social media. And they're you know they didn't they wouldn't even use our pictures. They would use because I didn't have a big social media following. I was private. You know, I was just a mom. And they would, use the, they would use the ass from uh, Shrek for Whitney, and they'd use Shrek for me. And those were the only pictures they would show. They would uh, – people, insiders were, like, leaking where we were filming. They would make fun of every outfit we wore. They would make fun of me. I was clearly the underdog. No one knew why I was there. They just trolled me so, so badly that they had two of the sites shut down for bullying.
1: Oh, my God. Oh and, I, and
0: I was I never complained I was never a part of it I just went private and I didn't go on Instagram ever which was hard for me because social media was such a community and that's how I built my business but I had to shut it down I just had to not go on because it was like everything all of your worst fears growing up of what people are judging you for came true in an instant and there was nothing <sighs> to counteract it there was nothing there was no one hearing me speak knowing anything about my life they were judging me from a a curated social media standpoint, which I had not done well. And they were putting me up against women like Lisa, yeah. Meredith, Jen, you know, and I'm coming in like, you know, with my dress barn outfit <laughs> and my shoes that I love, but they fit, you know what I mean? And it was, it just felt like confirmation that what you had always doubted, but your parents said, no, people like you for you and people like you because you're smart and people like you because you're funny. That that was all proven to be false. As you kind of know, you know, you're like, no, actually mom and dad, this is what matters. (laughs) But nobody tells you about that when
1: you get to the age where you realize your parents are just liars, just huge liars. liars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Liars. And so it kind of all of those deep rooted, like things that you've worked through your whole life to get over became manifest because truly, if you look at a lot of social media, that's what it's based on, right? Like just the big brass rings and then the show aired and all of a sudden things that I didn't even know I was doing, like when I didn't even know the camera was recording me, like flapper with pinkles or,
1: I mean, that was a great line, but that was a beautiful, that was a funny
0: ass line. That's why boy boy boy. on me. I didn't know. I had no idea, you know, but if you
1: can, but that's who you are. And that's what's so amazing is you're that funny without like, so um, uh, speaking of your business Oh, so Beauty Lab At the end of the first season You have the kind of op- opening Or, you know um, But then we hit a pandemic Which is like What I understood about the pandemic Is that we weren't going to Beauty Labs
0: exactly.
1: uh, I mean, so We
0: sat down We shut our doors immediately About a week after filming The finale and our yeah. opening. So we had this beautiful space. Meredith
1: wore the first mask Of any pandemic She had the first face mask
0: Totally clairvoyant And so the season finale of of season one of real houses in salt lake city was held up Beauty app and that was our grand opening and that was um a week before the pandemic hit and the lockdown started so we immediately shut our doors and we were closed until may and then we opened up in may and um we've been doubling our business since may a lot of that was people were like i don't want to risk not getting my services but a lot of it has been the show yeah and just the new space allows us to have bigger growth. And so we're seeing that and it's been amazing. And you know, totally Are people different.
1: coming in to see you now? That's a, uh, I have a Patreon and I, people were quite you know, like, are like, are people coming in just to say, is Heather here? You know? Yeah.
0: And it's like women that totally relate. Like you're saying like women that get, they're just like, I feel you like a lot of marginalized Mormons, a lot of gay Mormons. Um, part of like the process of leaving the church is a lot like coming out because you're basically saying the identity that I want to, who I was born to be is incongruent with the faith I'm supposed to live and the the beliefs of my family and my community. And so it's hard. Yeah. Know? Because
1: you, you know? can still, I mean, and we're, we're entering pride month right now, which I was like, yeah. I just, I find that such a weird fallacy for God to be all loving and all opening with arms. But then if you're gay, that's not, you know, like, that's just so It's like, Gay people love God just as much as straight people love God. You know, it's like a bizarre, gay people. exactly more
0: than, than these straight people I
1: think world. I think God loves gay people more. I'm just going to say it. Well, I do. <laughs> okay. um, do you have 15 more minutes, or do you got to go?
0: No, I'm time. Okay. I'm great. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like, wait, I feel like we barely got started. How long? We
1: just there? barely got started. I just want. I don't want to be rude. I could talk to you for hours and hours. But um, okay. are well, we? I
0: feel like it goes on and
1: on. Okay. Perfect. I know this is my. Favorite thing ever. So thank you. But um, I got to ask something that's potentially upsetting to me personally. Are we seeing you dating this season? Not at all. What? Yay! And by the way, if that Alex from Below Deck wants to step up, he's got a thing coming. Was this uh, Below Deck so
0: into Alex from Below Deck? I can't even. T- I mean, aren't you okay. into Alex from Below Deck? No, I'm, I'm, not,
1: I'm not. I'm not into, not into Alex. Him. No, he's gonna he's gonna hurt your feet. No, he's gonna hurt you, Heather. Um, I just wanted uh,
0: to be my like my uh, wingman.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, uh, like, I want, like meet. We were talking about like, meeting in Cleveland and going to an Indians game or something fun, like something random, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think season two is really, Jen is still the star of the show. You asked me in the beginning of this interview, like. How could she not that be? recognize her star potential. Yeah. And it doesn't fade. So, yeah, but,
1: but Heather, it doesn't, I mean, there's a whole nother thing now propelling that star power. I mean, like that, that to me is a whole nother ball of wax that I, I mean, in fact, like, I just wonder sometimes if you guys, and I don't think you can answer this, like, are you guys shocked? She still kept filming that. That's the only thing that like, I mean, it just, it really hit all the Bravo fandom so hard that I was even like, are you? Cause, because all of that leaked stuff had come out already that had nothing to do with any government things. So I was like, I thought that was going to be her season two story of like, who was leaking all of this crap of her yelling at people. And that's what I thought was going to be. So when this happened, it was just kind of blew all of us away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but I know you can't talk about that. So more about the uh the first week. Well, what Andy... I would
0: like to say though, honestly, in response to that is you asked if I was shocked that she kept filming. I was grateful she kept filming. I felt I feel like a lot of what Jen does um entertains us all. Season yeah. one. Speaking of season, season one, I would never on, yeah, yes. think her personal life would be fodder for entertainment. I want to be very clear about that for season two. But like, I think about the Kardashians and I know this is probably going to get me crucified, but I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. If you look at the Kardashians and I, and people love to just throw shade and be horrible. But like when my, when I talk to anyone that cares to listen, if you look at the things that they have publicly processed, I mean, a transgender of cross-dressing than a transgender dad who undergoes gender reassignment and they celebrate. They're like, we're at my dad's birthday. And it's Caitlyn Jenner's beautiful yeah. birthday with her beautiful part. You know what I mean? And it's- Well, I I, I recap,
1: I recap every episode of the Kardashians on really Fridays. Good. And that's what I always say. I say, love them or hate them. That family has gone through divorce transitions, uh, but but also going from, going from a family that, I mean, they were, they were well off, but nowhere, like to, to billionaires, you know, like you watch, you talk about aspirational, but then at the same time, we're watching it where it's not all that. You see how much pain they go through that almost causes this. I mean, and also it seems like every, the biggest problem the Kardashians have are men like men is you could really transfer it down to men being every one of their issues because by themselves, they've managed but they're to not just
0: the micro macrocosm of the world.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they their, their biggest like the biggest detriment to the Kardashians are men. But other than that, like Kris Jenner will never know how good of a businesswoman she is yeah. because she portrays herself a certain way on TV and that person is not the person who's made all this happen. Like she has got to be, I would love to see her in real action. Um, but speaking of Kardashians, you know, you, you seem like all of us where you watched all of these shows, not just Bravo. I mean, did you, were you, do you watch the Kardashians? Do you, what do you watch? Uh,
0: well, I'm a, I'm a, listen, I'm a reality junkie. I, I watched mostly New York, but all the housewives I started with OC of course. Um, I've watched Kardashians, but not to the point where I would, um, you know, not like I could dissect it, a, a Housewives of New York. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I but I of course love, we have an oil painting mural of Kylie Jenner in our beauty lab. Like she is our muse because she took thin lips at 16 and filled them and created a billion dollar empire based on something that like held her back. And if anyone wants to say, you should be above your thin lips. I would say Kylie Jenner.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Wait, speaking of Kylie, you have one of the greatest honors that I, I, cause this person, like, I feel like, oh my God, this makes like a Rihanna follows you.
0: Rihanna, man. I know like Rihanna, oh, wait, like you? what's that? She follows Whitney too. Whitney's just like cool. But see, about that's it.
1: what I'm like. But see, Rihanna gets it. Like Rihanna, the people that Rihanna follow, you got to pay attention to because she gets it. Like, has she ever DM'd yet? Or have you ever go, "What's up, Rihanna"? Like, have you ever DM'd her?
0: Listen, Rihanna is cool as shit. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that. No, no, no. Yeah. Rihanna sent me a message that is like, I I would if I I have a Stevie Nicks playlist that her security guard gave me from a. Pop up concert she did. Okay. I was like, and-
1: <laughs> I was like, you're talking to her <laughs> security
0: <laughs> now? What I'm saying is, I have that framed and on display. And when Rihanna DM'd me, I was like, this is going to, I'm going to make this like a poster in my office. But it's so sacred to me. The it's like mind. the woman the prophetess, the woman, it's sacred scripture. But it's like, you look at Rihanna and she and who she is, and so, you know, authentically herself and this empire she's created and the things she's gone through. I, yeah, it's like, it, it's unbelievable to me that I could connect with her and other women I admire. Like, I just want to say like the women that have DM'd me, I admire them so much. The fact that they would even like hit the message button and be like, love you. It, it changes, it changes what we're talking about. Like when all of your deepest fears of like what the world values is real once the show aired, and it wasn't just based on like an Instagram image, it was like based on the footage and the content and the stuff that they saw every week. Then to go from being absolutely like hated and you know, mocked and just being embarrassed every time you showed up to film because people that energy radiated onto me and wit. And like, nobody really wanted to interact with us in scenes. They didn't want to like sit next to us at the dinner. They didn't want to have anyone know that they were our friends because the stink was on us and it was perpetuated by... Some of our castmates. But it so shows it you there's strength cool. in that.
1: That's what I thought was so cool about the season, what that there is strength in underdogs. There is strength in that. And and I I feel it's funny uh, with Housewives now we look at it as almost like a survivor, you know, like where you know what tactic are you going to use here? And and you know we're like, okay, who who's gonna come onto the show and who do we need to take off the show? And half the time the fans mm-hmm. aren't even really like Bravo's not like going like what does Ryan think? We need you know like Bravo's gonna <laughs> do what Bravo's gonna do. But it is funny we we now have like we now hash out these scenes so intensely that I I think even the producers might be like why are they going this deep with everything because you see online how deep we go with like fan theories and stuff like that like it's got to be shocking when sometimes the truth isn't even as exciting as the things we're coming up with
0: no, yeah I mean it's just like it's it's just a fascinating to have people. I Feel like the Bravo fans are like my fans, like they're my people, like they're the ones that are home, like me, watching 600-pound life and hoarders and intervention. Those are my shows. Oh, do you watch
1: 90 Day Fiance? Do you watch 90 Day? Of
0: course, I have it. I have a 90 Day Fiance mug, (laughs) of course, you know exactly whose it is.
1: Oh, oh, Larissa.
0: Queen will okay. die.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're Colty, man. Uh, Colty is
0: the most expensive prostitutes, my darling. <laughs> no, <laughs> Colty. I Did love you see my Colty's
1: married. Mar- Did you see Colty's married again?
0: No, I've got to Col- watch. I Colty, Colty got married I again. Love Cold had a whole blow up too, which I loved. I love well, Colt's
1: glow up. Okay. Oh, this is actually a Patreon listener said, if they were to go to your beauty lab as a beginner, what would you recommend for a beginner uh, that somebody that just walks in off the street? This is a girl, a lady from my Patreon asked this.
0: Okay. Well, someone that walks in off the street, I'd be like, <laughs> hi, let's get you a t-shirt <laughs> and a bottled water. Like yeah. what, I mean, if you come to beauty lab, it's, we would say, what is it that's keeping you, that's holding you back? Like, what is it when you wake up, you're just like, God damn, I cannot even look in the mirror until I put on lip gloss and put spoons on my eyes or whatever it is that's keeping you, like every every woman knows, like they'll be like, "It's it's the bags under my eyes or it's this age spot on my cheek or it's that my lips are small. You know, it's just some stupid little thing that no one else notices or cares about, but it's integral to your identity. And we'd be like, Let's fix it, not fix it. Let's address it.
1: How did you get into like the beauty lab business to begin with? Like, how did that even start to become something? I know it's you and your partner. Uh, I- I'm forgetting her no, name.
0: No. Dre, Dre. I've been, what is my partner, but I've been, a, I've been, um, I think it's, I think entrepreneurs are born. I think it's in you just to be like entrepreneurial and just kind of be, I'm fascinated and passionate about business. I always have been. As a young kid, I, you know, worked at 15, leveraged my yogurt job for a better yogurt yogurt job, entered speech <laughs> contests, like always just, you know, hustling, side gigs, worked for my dad, had side gigs for my dad, you know, like we whitewater rafted, like, like rinse out his but you know what I mean? Just ways to like side gig economy. I was yeah. always into it. And then at, in college, I had a business and I was passionate about earrings and having that business. But um, basically, I was a photographer, a stay-at-home mom that wanted to, that kind of started a photography business, fashion photography. And then I started a social media business. And I had a friend that approached me and said, do you want to do social media in exchange for free Botox? And I said, sure, why not, you know, like stretch my budget and do trade. So I was doing trade for Instagram posts and photography. I would get influencers that I was friends with, take their pictures, have them kind of the a plastic surgeon's office and I'd get free services and he got an offer for a different job. Like, um, his business was failing. It was not doing well at all. And I saw so many problems with it and then he offered it to me and I had a divorce settlement. So I bought him out and just said, let's go for it. Let's see what I can like make it better. It was such a horrible business. The business model, the whole medical industry, the whole cosmetic injection industry, it was like walking into like, a scrape off home and being an architect in churches. I'd be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, let me clear this out and build something. And so we just started a purely cosmetic injectable business kind of for our demographic, young millennials that just wanted lips, cheeks, Botox and out the
1: door. Is it, is it great? I mean, did it feel like a perfect fit though?
0: No, I hate the industry. I don't even wash my own face, (laughs) but like, I also love I also, you know, I'm in it now and it, was, and it was, it was just an opportunity that crossed my path and I was dead inside. So I said, well, why not? What, what do I have to lose besides money, you know? And so I did it and, and we turned it around and within two years, we were one of the biggest med spas in the city. And we we're in a, a we have, there are more med spas in Salt Lake City per capita than Beverly Hills. We are so saturated. We are a saturated plastic surgery med spa capital of the world. We're like top 10 always.
1: Okay. Wow. I had no. That's actually crazy. well. Somebody and somebody pointed this out on the Patreon. They said, and I don't know if this is true, that you guys give free laser treatments for scars to women of abuse. Is that is that true?
0: Yes. Well, we have a foundation called Don't Leave, which is it's a it's a foundation to promote mental health awareness, but specifically we offer free laser treatment for scar removal for self harm or uh, track marks from drug addiction. So oh, awesome. if you have a lot of self, a lot of women self harm on their arms, their upper arms, or their legs, and it's not a problem until summer comes around, and then they don't want these triggers or these scars to be revealed. And so we offer, in you know, free laser treatments to treat scars of self harm and or drug abuse, and that's really oh. like what we're passionate about. I would say thirty to forty percent of our business every day is for the foundation and charitable. Holy wow, that's
1: huge. I mean, that's so um... huge. Uh, is a...
0: terrifying. It's terrifying that that many people have self-harm scars and track marks. That's, that should be reflective of our society that people are in pain and we need to address it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, it is. It's like, everybody has this huge thing that they go through that usually is kept in the secret. So it's like amazing that this kind of stuff encourages people to, you know, I don't know. it's amazing. Um, this is also about, uh, somebody asked, um, all the positive feedback that you got this season that you received from all of the fans, does it make, um, did it make you rethink? So throughout the season, you had spoken about your regrets of, uh, your, your marriage ending, but having all of this positive feedback and and even seeing that single rider image, which is crap. I mean, it's just such a great image. Uh, did it make you rethink of like, no, I'm pretty good. Like, I mean, this is actually, I'm, I'm kind of, might be like it might be exciting to not be in a marriage right now is that any part of your thought process
0: of course of course of course and what all the positive feedback i got it really supplemented kind of the losses i was feeling in terms of my family and my community and my religion and i am so that's why it was transformative because i felt so much love and appreciation for the things that were effortless for me for just who I was not for that people weren't DMing me like you're so hot, you know, where are your shoes from? Like, they were DMing me like, you made me laugh. I understand. I felt that pain. No one's ever articulated that for me. I felt a community of same spirits, you know, and I felt like I trauma bonded with a lot of women and a lot of gay Mormons and a lot of ex Mormons and a lot of Catholic women, you know, that were Never married because they were waiting for the right guy, you know, or never, you know, just all these, all these sacrifices we make in terms of as women and and men too. It's just, I felt like the positive feedback helped me let go of a lot of the things that I thought were only people only cared about, like people only care about your looks and how large you live yeah. and how extra you are. Because that's what yeah. it felt like for a long time. And then the Bravo fan and Bravo universe kind of came in and said, No girl, we like when they you think the mic's not on. You know yeah. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, that's I mean like, that, you like when you ask somebody to save your hamburger, you know, that type of stuff made season two for me a lot more freeing because I just showed up as me. I didn't show up as like, I've got to be a housewife because the Bravo fans need a housewife, like find me some designer gear. You know, I just showed up as me. And because I realized that that's what worked and what kind of hit. So it was a gift. It was like this, you know, total gift. And I, was there another part of that question?
1: <laughs> no, it was just saying that like, I mean, it, there is this aspect of it potentially of like, You know, like that, that moment when you realize, I I remember there was one moment after my marriage that like, it was, but it it keeps coming back and forth where I was like, well, this, this might, this might be okay. Like this, 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 maybe this is going to be okay. Like, and I mean, it still goes back and forth with me, but there is something for me where I was like, okay, wait a sec, my world, I'm, I'm still here, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I would have to say that with all the wonderful good things and the daily happiness and joy, like there is just a deep sadness in me that'll probably never go away.
1: Yeah, that you said something so earlier.
0: I'm not raising my children and my grandchildren with you know.
1: Yeah. You uh you said something I'm that not
0: raising my children with the father with the father, you know.
1: But I think we saw like a love though between your family, even in I mean, that's TV and stuff, but like even uh Billy or I'm not sure his last name, or you know, like it it seemed like it seemed like that family unit was potentially still strong, you know, and you saw how well raised your daughters were. And so I almost thought like you are in, in a sense, teaching them to be better people, like, and stronger people in, and, and that's of course my, my Bravo Sunday morning, Monday morning quarterback, but no, you said something earlier.
0: Yeah. Daily. Of course, I'm happy to not stay married to Billy. That's his, it's Billy gay. You know, I'm, I know that it's universally happier and easier and better, but I can't. I still have not like, you know, because the story's unfinished, you know. And I also yeah. don't want don't to want to be eighty and have to have like seven families blended, you know, for the marriage of our granddaughter. Does that make sense? Like, it I totally does specific view of the family I wanted for my kids, you know. And I have to. I'm still working on redefining that, and I'm obviously still totally messed up. <laughs> but at
1: least you're honest about it. You had said something earlier that resonated so hard with me was that you said, uh, you know, you picture your life going a certain way. And then once it doesn't, you're like, well, all bets are off. I didn't even, you know, in terms of going to a Bravo show, it wasn't like, I was like, like, so like, people were like, isn't it weird you do a podcast now? Like, you were, you know, I'm like, yeah, at this point, it's all weird. Like, I don't even, I, at this point, you couldn't have told me. But like, now I feel like I'm just living on bonus time, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't think, My life, what I thought was going to go this way, and now it's totally off track. But it's it's okay. It's like a it's weird and cool in certain ways. And I get to talk to people like you. But it's not what I thought was happening, and what I thought. And uh, that's the thing that sometimes will like haunt me at night is that you have that image of like standing up in front of your friends or God or anything, and you're like, well, how does anybody? ever trust me ever again because I said this was gonna I said this was gonna happen and I commit you know and then it didn't like that that stuff will just sometimes just haunt you I don't it, like wake up in the middle of the night haunt you you know um yeah. this super and how funny do we you protect, guys
0: like, future generations you know how do we tell them like guess what like it's mostly for us like people like you and me it's it's unmet expectations it's not that our lives right now suck you know no. people like you're Ryan Bailey man you have like I heart media. I think <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, Rihanna. pull
1: this quote. Put, put this quote on your vision board, Ryan. Put this quote on your... Um, I'm going to frame this like you did with the Rihanna thing. Um, yeah. Uh, there is something funny that uh, I think was one of the... It's tragic because in its specificity, but it was really weirdly funny because I don't think anybody's ever brought up the movie Scary Movie 3 in the way you brought it up. <laughs> Literally, I was like, did she say Scary Movie 3? Like... He, you guys walked out of Scary Movie three, and then it was like, does that mean you guys saw the first two? There were so many questions oh, man. that movie.
0: We just thought it was an easy way to spend some time as you know newlyweds on an island. And I was trying to be the cool girl that does whatever the guy wants to do. I didn't want to go to a movie. I was in. I, was
1: I thought. Well, I thought you were the one that wanted to go to Scary Movie three, and that he was like upset that it was like dirty.
0: No, I'm in Hawaii. I want to, ha- and I'm I'm a virgin. I want to have sex and walk on the beach and eat. Filet mignon. That's all I want to do on my honeymoon is just do it over yeah. <laughs> and over and over. And so I'm just like, you want to go to a movie? Like you, you you want like a three hour break from me? Okay. I'll-. And scary you know? and,
1: and like, scary movie three of all movies. It wasn't like Titanic or something, you know?
0: No, it was yeah, it was just like I was just trying to be the cool girl. And then we had to walk out, which is both humiliating and devastating when you're three days into a marriage.
1: I and think they were
0: this is gonna inspire a glory hole back in the hotel <laughs> room. <laughs>
1: but I, I think that, uh, they were probably used to walkouts with scary movie three. I have a feeling that they were used to, uh, not people staying.
0: No, I've never watched it since that day.
1: Um, True. <laughs> well, I don't, that's I've, yeah, no, I, that's a good, that's a good call. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Andy meeting Andy, was that, that, that amazing experience? Cause it, you <laughs> see how it. much you I love.
0: Even, yeah. He's a ridiculously handsome and charming and
1: and was it That's fun true. to see how he operates? Because I think sometimes, and what I loved about your reunion was he was like, I think he was on point because he genuinely loves you guys because you're new, you guys brought it, and you could see the glee in his eyes. Like, I think sometimes he was just like, wow. And I love that when Andy gets excited, you know? Did you, but you see that too, right?
0: Well, you, want, you, want Andy, you want to make Andy laugh. You know, three,
1: you got a three part reunion. They didn't like, they had to do three parts, you know?
0: people would get up and go to the bathroom. I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. Like I'm, I'm not, leaving. I just want to be by him. If he gets up to leave, I'll leave. But if he's here, I'm staying. I'm good. I'm good. You know, were yeah. you,
1: did he, did he let you geek out? Did he let you ask questions about housewives and stuff like that? Or did you, did you play it cool? Like you weren't no, meeting a beetle. I
0: played it cool because, you know, tensions were high. Yeah, We were thrilled to be there. We were thrilled in the pandemic that they had made it happen. And they're professional. It's just like, get here, get this done. It was a long reunion. You know, it was like, I don't know how long we're there, but three episodes worth, you know? And
1: you guys had to, I think, pick up filming pretty quickly after that. So that must have been really intense to go from that to going back into that. That's got to just like set up like weird uh, things that hopefully we'll see, but it's got to be really awkward for a person to like, I I just get nervous about situations where I know people don't like me. Like that just like, why, why would I go into that situation? You know? Um,
0: perfectly in this interview, so you know well, wait, wait, know. I think
1: we like each other. No, oh, that would break my heart. By the way, if, she, if Heather Gay follows me after this, I know. Um, by the way, that's so funny because Heather, I wrote Heather <laughs> a fan letter, you guys. I think I wrote her a couple, and then I realized I was like, oh my god, what if she doesn't even run her own thing and it's like some 15 year old boy fielding my letters, you know? But it's Are you. you. Saying- I, well, some well, people you're the I know straight higher guy
0: in the Bravo universe, you know that, right? Like you're literally the only, straight I'm so scared guy.
1: for the, I'm so scared for the next straight guy to come because they're going to be like, well, Ryan ain't shit. There's another straight guy. Yeah. Like I'm literally
0: like I'm 26. The, I have a 12 pack and I do everything. <laughs> yeah. If there's, there's a guy, perfect.
1: if there's a guy with one ab that comes into this, I'm screwed. Like if my, my whole magic is gone. Um, uh, okay. So
0: I'm the vampire for straight male energy and people are always like, Oh, are you dating so much? I'm like, do you guys think that like straight men besides Ryan Bailey watch Bravo housewives? They don't. I know.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll take. You know what? I'm I'm fine with that. I'm proud of what I like. Find your this
0: niche, is, man. Find your niche and stick uh, with it. That's right. I but
1: I I don't know why I genuinely love these shows, but I have since I was like I've I've loved reality shows since I was a kid, and then this was just like a natural extension of that. People were like, "Well, did your ex get you into it?" I was like, "No, I got myself into it." And all my friends watch. You know why you love stuff.
0: them? You love them because it is humanity played yes. out. And it's, it's every single dramatic human element in a way that's both entertaining and fascinating. Like, I love them, too. Like, I yeah. love them. I listen to your podcast. Like, I I the same things that turn you on about it and fascinate you are for me, too. I just who's can't your, believe I'm on it.
1: Who's your favorite housewife? Or before you even started this process, who was your favorite?
0: I just... Um, well, the problem is, you know, it's like everything. There's no favorite. You know, I love, it, it's an yeah. it's a sports team. Everyone's just like, you're my favorite. I'm like, listen. Shaq, and it goes season Kobe, to season.
1: It goes season to season you need too. a
0: full bench. Yeah, you need a full team to make this happen. You just want, you don't want to see me going around. Nobody's, I, if I have my burger at the table and nobody's going to take it, there's nothing to do there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, not a, it's an ensemble. It's a team sport for sure. So every single housewife I adore, but like as far as personal affinity, I don't know how to explain it except that like Sonia Morgan can make me weep. Like she can just like F, when she is upset about the Morgan letters and everyone's Last mocking her, yeah. I'm just like, I feel it. The gold, whole Garth thing. I get it because it happens and it's just a weird microaggression that you get within with women. And you'll, you see it a lot with season one with me, like, just like, well, I need my husband or where's my husband? I need to go get a hug for my husband. Like just kind of these little emphasis of like constant reminder that you're a single and alone and which is not necessarily a bad thing, but because you're aware of it, like yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this, it. I'm yeah, aware of this, you know, I'm showing yeah, yeah. up aware of this. So I've already had to, you know, show up here solo. So I'm, I know what I'm facing, but like just kind of that emotional Thing. I love Sonya. She makes me laugh. I think that she's kind and funny and outrageous and totally uninhibited. And she's also, um, I feel that her pain from her divorce.
1: Yeah, you see that. And unfortunately, it comes out, It you know, when she drinks, it exacerbates that. And it kind of comes out in these explosions, which I think, unfortunately, is really entertaining to watch as much as you worry about her. Because you can't, like, we, we now have been so many seasons with Sonia that she comes, like, it's like the audience we feel like we know you guys and I know that's like um sometimes hard because we don't know you guys but like for Sonia like even Ramona I don't love everything Ramona does but like at this point like Ramona can get away with things with me where no other person can because it's like Ramona like I you know like I mean are you she
0: she is and she's hilarious and it's great I don't like totally appropriate woke Always doing the right thing, housewives. Like that's I like people that are crazy and messed up and funny and unapologetically themselves and open to like evolving and changing because that's who I think I am. And so I certainly hope that I'm not, you know, lazing a trail for appropriateness. You
1: know? hey, 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 as your as your uh, your your catchphrase that didn't take off, you're dead inside. So like it, it's fine, you know. Um, uh, are you excited for Bravo? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited for BravoCon, though? Because you can meet Sonia. You're going to be able to meet all of these people, and you're a part of it now. It's like, it's like you're in the Avengers or Justice League or something, you know? Like, it's going like, to be wild.
0: I want, to you, I want you to edit this out, but, like, Sarah Catherine Paulson DM'd me, and, like, Lisa Rinna, and some of the OGs, and yeah. I'm just like, please... I don't even know how to respond. I'm like, do I do the prayer emoji? Do I do the <laughs> emoji with a giant kiss mark? Like, I, I, will, ki- I will eat your ass.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I wouldn't. Hey, but also, yeah, don't trust some of them. They just want you as they're going to use you as. Uh, no, I I do sometimes find it funny um, the housewives that all get together from other casts and stuff like that. So it's like, and then sometimes I'm like, are they just like campaigning? Are they trying to win people over? Like, I, I always just think these random thoughts that are just like probably wrong
0: it feels i'll tell you and i'm i'm naive and i'm you know obviously a huge newbie but it feels strangely absolutely safe like the safest place i could be is like when i'm in a room with like bronwyn and where I can just say whatever I want to say because she knows my vulnerability and I know hers because we're both in, in it all of a sudden. Does that make sense? Like it, it does. It,
1: it does. Like, a sorority.
0: But, like we know yeah. the secret code, that we're in the sorority. Like I won't screw you if you don't screw me, but then people screw you.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I, but I mean that, that, well, to me, that's what like, I don't, do you, you watch Beverly Hills, right? or you started yeah, or, yeah. well like Rina yeah. to me yeah, like, Rinna. well like I didn't love how she Rina threw Denise under the bus and then this season I'm, I see that she this is when I say it's like survivor Rina's making up with uh Garcelle because Garcelle, she wants yeah. it to be cool but at the same time Garcelle's like I don't trust Rina as far as I that to me is like when it's like becomes a game whereas I feel like you guys are still in a second season where it's not like game moves you guys are actually living life still you know And you don't have any, you you don't have any new people. Well, you have one new person, but I don't think we can talk about that. You know?
0: Yeah. We have, uh, some new, new exciting additions, but it feels, I always, I genuinely have never once thought I want to be mean to her for the show, or I want to, um, make up with her for the show, like that was that is so far removed from our circle of needs. Like our needs are, we are vulnerable, scared, and drunk, and I need a friend in this at dinner. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> would you, is there anything you would take back from this whole experience in terms of filming? Like that was the one line I wish they didn't air. That was the one, was there anything that was just like, damn.
0: I mean, Ryan. <laughs> every single time I'm on camera, I'm just like, no, I mean, I'm not
1: like what you don't like. Night. It's hard for you to watch. Uh, no, I know. But like, is there one thing of like, damn, I really misspoke on that one, you know?
0: Um, yeah. I would take back 90% of the reunion. I didn't understand. I thought I was supposed to go out there. Like it was the super bowl and fucking leave everything on the field. Like every dirty negative thought, this anger I'd had, I just needed to purge it. Cause then I was going to, start fresh with a new bracket on Monday. And like, obviously I didn't think that through
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: because that is not uh, productive for anyone. And it also, um, didn't feel good. You know, it didn't feel good at all. And I really, I have no intention to do anything other than just show up and have fun and kind of, um, expose our freak to the world. <laughs> Cause it's
1: good. I mean, that's a bit, well, I mean, but you filmed this second season so quick. Like, are we getting another third season before October potentially? Is would, like that.
0: I mean, listen, I get I would hope. I hope yeah. that's the third season. I was thrilled to be invited back for season two and to be a part of it. And to I'm grateful to Jen for filming it. I'm grateful to her family for letting her film it. I'm grateful that we get to
1: But are you nervous like about all of it? I mean, like I just I get nervous. I mean, I got just not, I mean, as a friend of hers, and, and by the way, I go really hard on Jen. I make, f- I mean, I well, I make fun of the situation and I considered myself Shaw Squad, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But I mean, it, it's just a, it's, it's rarefied air. I mean, Erica Jane's potentially going through something similar, but it just, I don't think these shows have really touched on this before where I was like, oh my God, is an FBI agent going to have a talking head this season? You know, like I get nervous about like, I mean, just, this is, this is uncharted territory, you know? Yes. yes
0: it is. So. No, I will, and I'll speak to that. Like, I, um, I don't get worried that, um, listen, the easiest thing for me to do would be to wash my hands of this woman. You know, yeah. she has certainly established, you know, a way out for me, you know, like, you know, she's <laughs> of reasons to, to, she to, did that the first yeah. season
1: she did that potentially the first season yeah
0: you know she's given me plenty of reasons to dip and I am not dumb but I don't want to dip and like I think about what she's facing and I want to lean in because I think good people can do bad things and she's in it she's claiming she's innocent and I think even if she has to Even if she gets convicted, wrongfully convicted, she can make things right and she can redeem herself and she can show up again for a family. And I guess I'm passionate about second chances because I felt like when I got divorced, I didn't have a second chance. Like it was done. And that sucks, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, how can you redeem some of those hairstyles though? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what we tune in for. it's all good all the time, we have to about. Like you want us to show up messy. You want us to take risks. You want us. No, to but
1: even cool. for me, this was. I was just like, uh, Howard. I got scared that the show was going to get canceled. I was like, We're done. We're done. That's, we cannot.
0: That's my, that's my I mean, first thought.
1: That was so, my because, thought. Was that it's done? They they yeah. screwed. Like they can't continue with the show. So I was so relieved that the show was actually. I was relieved and scared that the show was still filming. But also, you know, you have that. I I had a line that I was going to use on you and it didn't. uh, But I was just like, usually I was like, oh, you guys must have really nothing to talk about this season because nothing's happening probably. And and, and you guys have everything happening now. And it's like this. It's this weird, horrible gift for a housewife show of like, I mean, us Bravo fans better like strap up because I think this is going to be a wild ride, you know?
0: Um, As someone that's a Bravo fan and also like, you know, straddling that fence and the housewife, like, yeah, it's going to be incredible. And it's everyone shows up and talks about everything and is experiencing it real time. And we're experiencing it real time. And so it's meta, 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 meta housewife drama. And
1: And yeah, but yeah,
0: we're, this is, this is happening and we're sharing it with the world. And so, you know, we need to, give every you know we need to give everybody credit that they're willing to like air their dirty laundry because bad people do bad things every single day <laughs> you
1: know? yeah i didn't i didn't make my bed today i mean like this is <laughs> I, I and carl carl from somewhere else always says make your bed
0: to start the day um uh That's like carl and i could never date andy tried to set us up but like, i saw that, that. I, was,
1: I was i was i was livid when i saw andy do that um Heather Gay, you have spent so much time with us today, and honestly, this was uh, this was a treat. I have I have talked about wanting to talk with you since the very beginning of your first episode, and I am so proud of you. And that sounds so silly because I'm a no, but I am so proud of you and how you hold yourself, and you are so inspirational, not just to women but to me. Uh, and you're just funny as hell. And I hope this isn't the last time we talk because I just think you are the cat's pajamas. So I thought we you. were
0: engaged. What do you mean well, we're not I do, until the some, wedding day?
1: Sometimes you'll get engaged and then you just don't speak to the uh, that's that's how not anymore man that was like that
0: was (laughs) archaic times i'm on the ship i'm coming over okay
1: good 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 good. yeah yeah by the way uh and and i'm telling you if scary movie four comes out i will never take you to see that there will be no scary movie four in our future
0: You can redeem you can just create a glory hole for me, Ryan. And- oh my <laughs> god. Okay.
1: Oh too much my parents listen to this show. How dare you?
0: They don't know. They've never <laughs> seen American my- Awesome.
1: Oh my god. I had a I had a I made my mom watch uh, Summer House this uh and talk about it and she had never seen it and it was course an episode where Hannah's talking about putting like a penis in her mouth and I just to watch my mom watch that and we we're both feeling deep shame in the same room as each other. It's it's just horrible. It's horrible. Wait, do you let your do you let your family watch the show? Do you well, I mean
0: I let my daughters watch it and I had to sit next to my daughters with their mother in a in a teal one shouldered gown said, I'm always looking for, sex. I'm not <laughs> looking for sex. Like in front of my teenage daughters, just like, hi girls.
1: Did you have to be like, I was doing that for the cameras. I don't, you know, I don't even, I don't even like sex.
0: <laughs> they laughed, they assumed I was just being funny. I'm usually just being funny because- even if you're looking for it, doesn't mean you're getting it. You know what I mean?
1: So. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I definitely know what you mean. Okay, uh, Heather, I hope you come on again. Uh, uh, we love you and and thank you so much for doing this.
0: And you're going to be my plus one for BravoCon, right? Is that is that a done deal? You hear
1: that, Alex? You hear that, Alex? It's done, brother. Sorry, dude. Alex
0: already got his own scam. <laughs> <laughs> That's one plus one. Betches.